Zero's here. Finally. Now we could do the thing we set out to do in the first place, this week, on The Hapless Heroes. Pregnar gets uncomfortably close to Felix. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. I'm going to start our evening the same as I start all of them because I don't have to be big on creativity here. Just stick to the formula. We're going to start this formula to my right with Francesco as Felix Fizzlebottom. It's time for a new plan. To his right we have James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Zero, did you bring treats for the rest of us? To his right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Past, present, or future, it is still at my service. Oh my God. To his right, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Hey, I'm starting to believe this was the right portal. To her right, we have... Phil is Hedrick, the entertainer. Reunited, and it feels so good. And to his right, we have Zach as Pregnart. Yum, yum. I like ice cream. Yum, yum. I like it so much. Yum, yum. So as we left off, the party, through many trials and adventures, have made their way to the Forge of Moradin, finding out that this forge is both past and future, from this place of creation. They found portals that uh, extended both into the strange and the ideal, the past and the future, and eventually through many portals and, uh, you know, some trial and error and uh, a couple of scary moments and some funny ones, they opened the portal to the ideal present, from whence everything just went right into the reinforcements they were seeking and... Zero, in all his glory, just stride forth through the portal like some sort of deus ex machina, because you can actually create that from a portal to an ideal present. So now stands before you, and even more uh, spiffy than before, Omega Project Prototype Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Does he have upgrades or something? I mean, he, I remember he described. Bit. I remember he just, you described him as looking a little different, right? Like, it, but it, but this yeah. is still. You, you had also described like you know where you had see, we had seen where his like his face has sort of been like damaged or altered from like you know the blasting of that portal there or like that energy that sent us to Legradex to begin with, right? Yeah, so it pretty much like, stripped all the wood right off his frame. So now right. he's got new, slightly darker, even more polished and shiny wood. Okay, so, but this is this is our zero. This is not some alternate dimension zero. This is zero zero. As far as you know, this is zero zero. Okay, I'm gonna look at it. And be like, it is beyond a relief to see you now, buddy. And all of the reinforcements. Do they? How the fuck do they even fit in this this room? 
what kind of legion are we looking at? Uh, they're like just is- like they're going out of the portal, kind of going around opposite sides and just back out the oh, door. They're just they're just moving now. They know exactly like, where to go. Single file. They're okay. they're they're going where they're needed. Okay, I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say because like they're not all going to fit in here. They uh, have literally <laughs> been waiting for us forever. Yeah. If, o- if only if only we could get portals. If only we could get Pregnart to just like take this portal and like get it to turn around <laughs> so, that they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. that they don't have to walk out and then around to the back of the portal to go out the door. <laughs> no. Useless use of a fifth level For spell convenience. Slot. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm just, you know. So the wrong direction. Anyways. Um, zero. We we need your help. Uh, I, I'm assuming, just based on the Legion of Angels you're walking in with, you know exactly what's going on here. Uh, or if you don't, let me know. I'll fill you. I was going to ask. Have I missed anything? Um, no. If I say, if we could, <laughs> Felix will give him his his version of the the events that transpired um, since we last saw Zero. Okay. Um, in which way is that biased, colored, and or influenced? Well, in the same oh. ways that you've heard me uh, going on about. Yeah, what just I'm wondering where the points of emphasis are. The points of emphasis are on how, you know, through some trials and tribulations, we finally got to where we needed to go. I also warn him that if he were to encounter... Um, what is it, Baronar True Silver? That there's some there's some things that he's got to be aware of. Yeah. When you mention her name, uh, Zero's eyes go red, and in a you know level and calm voice, but not entirely his. I'll handle that issue when we get there. And then his eyes just go right back to the normal zero eyes. Cool. Take Gray, that as I red. believe they were. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that uh, immediate concern is obviously there's about to be a gigantic battle here. And well, we need all the help we can get. Um, I suppose we should probably actually follow this legion of angels. Like we did, we, we needed to do, this is pretty like this, like we could, like hopefully we'll be able to, I don't know. Like, like we, I think we achieved our purpose here. I don't want to be fucking with time or portals any more than we need to. I say we go to where the action is going to be and try to see how we can help. I mean, this is this is this is this is Jarell's quest, after all. We should probably see it through. Any objections? Uh, Jarrell is just marveling at the amazing army that's walking out of the portal and ready yeah, to go to they're battle. They're just still going. Like, it's been a good five, ten minutes of, you know, every second another one is coming out. Like, they're just marching single file behind each other. And it's been like five, ten minutes of just a steady stream of troops pouring out of this portal. So eventually, after what's almost 15 minutes, the column just ends they walk out and the room is suddenly quieter emptier than it was before zero is still standing there so you'll have to bear with me i am entirely zero but it's 
a little weird getting here, and I don't have the greatest of explanations of everything that's gone on since it's a little difficult to explain. It doesn't really parse well. That's okay. Um, We're so what have I missed? What have you missed? Well, like I said, I did start to fill. I did fill in zero at least my side of the events. Up yeah, through, up through Legredex. Okay. That we're in. Well, we're not in Lagradex now. We're no, in Iraq no, but I meant. But I meant like that's kind of where this. That's where. Yeah. The last zero. Time we saw him. Zero has never encountered Felix with the third eye of Vecna, has he? And the third eye of Vecna is gone now. Yeah, so he would have never seen it to begin with to ask about it. Would never. I'm have sure seen you it. wouldn't mention it. <laughs> um, nope, I did, and I and I also mentioned that the shards of it have been redistributed. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Out of curiosity, can we huck those into like a strange timeline and just let those be away from here, or would that be a bad thing? I feel like having them unaccounted for would be a bad thing. Yep. Okay. Imprudent. Just, just checking. Just really used to figure out where to eat these things so that they don't ever, ever come back again. Yeah. <laughs> the bottom of your bag of holding. No, mm. I th- listen. Unjeeves can only handle so much, and I really don't want to make that his problem. Unjeeves, I forgot about it. <laughs> my, zo- my oh undead, my, God, but- yeah. my my undead butler that works inside my bag of holding. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> the attendant the thing that actually brings me the stuff from inside the bag of holding I wonder how Hans is doing <laughs> I don't I I just I hope he's okay I miss yeah, I, we also fill in zero obviously about what happened to Hans like everything everything I mean okay. I don't the only details he wouldn't get from me are what happened before I reunited with our friends in Legredex Right, because I came in. I came in later. Right. Okay. So you'll have to bear with me. It's been a bit of a strange time, and the eyes go red a little bit. And it's a little bit early in the day to deal with the old ball and chain. And his eyes go back to normal. So here's what I'm gonna do. Multiple personality zero. (laughs) We're going to let you guys drive for a while. I am going to stay as unobtrusive as possible. And does anybody have an extra large cloak? Yeah, I think I might have one. Hedrick will pull out the one that he snagged from Legredex. We entered into a classroom, and he pulled he pulled like a hooded cloak off the wall. Right. That's perfect. But zero, yes. we may we may need you in the coming battle if you can at least you know provide your avatar of war type things and benefits. Oh, and wounds. I'll still be around to scrap when necessary. I just want to um, not prefer not to answer any. Yes, I'd prefer not to answer any questions that aren't from the immediate company. I understand. Um, okay, well, I oh, say we... Zero, yeah, just sort of, like, puts the cloak on, pulls the hood, like, over the top of his head, and goes back to pretty much how he he looked when the party was first going, when he was trying to remain inconspicuous as a warforged. Um, I'm going to 
real quick, just check in with Dr. Hines now that we've achieved our goal here. I'm just going to walk up to him and be like, hey, um, so there's some shit that's about to go down, which you may or may not already know about, which you may or may not have experienced in some different way, in some different timeline, somewhere, some when. Um, so where do you want to be, dude? I feel like we kind of need you alive. Okay. Which one are we in? Okay, we've gone over this, and I don't think there's any way I can make this any clearer for you because I have no point of reference. It kind of narrows it down to about six, and... Hmm. Uh. Okay, yeah, it's better than Strange Present. Let's do it. Okay, and just one sec, and I'm going to whisper, I'm going to lean in real close. You know, kind of like, encourage him to kind of like lean down so I can kind of whisper in his ear. Uh and he does. In case this doesn't work out in our favor. Just in case. For some reason, the the, the forces of, of good here don't prevail. Um, I have a backup plan, and I need your help. Um, I'm going to like show him the, the clocks that I had taken from um, the, uh, the room prior, right? The, the maintenance room. We had seen like all those like ticking clocks. Like I put them in my bag of holding to stop them from making noise. Um, and I'm gonna lean into like you know we have some some liquid time. No, you definitely don't have liquid time, and you definitely did not say that out loud in any timeline where anybody could hear you. We definitely don't have whatever I just did not say. Good, but. How as much? a backup, um, <laughs> enough. Hopefully, uh, whatever. I mean, pretty much as much as our crafty uh, rogue friend and I. Kind of like you know, like it's like subtly nod my head towards where Boris is. Uh, if there's a way, you go worse. To uh, well, and then I start whispering, even a little quieter, and uh, Dave. I had DM'd you some of these details, so I'm actually right. specifically trying not to reveal that because at some point I'm taking over as a DM, and in case the audience hasn't figured out where this is going yet, I'm Sounds setting good. up for another yeah. plot line. Yeah, let's keep <laughs> it as a background for a reveal, but yeah. Yeah, this is some more like incomprehensible it. whispering happens with... Yes, uh, sounding exactly like the stereotypical whispering you would hear on a show or in a cartoon. Yeah, and I'm sure Dr. Hines goes through a, a flux of emotions, you know, both from agreement to incredulity to, you know, a bunch of things, as I, as Felix explains his, uh, his plan. His backup plan. All right. Yeah. The backup plan, he, he nods encouragingly. It has potential. I think we can do things with this. Let's hope we don't have to do anything with it. But we could. Okay. Yeah, thanks. You know, I hope we never, I hope we don't have to do this, but if we do, I hope I can count on you. So just keep yourself safe. Well, it's that or the alternative. I don't know what, I don't, let's not even talk about the alternative. Yeah. All right, great. And then I'm going to go back to my group and like start, you know, if we're like all kind of all shuffling out of here, right? Just follow along. Um, so while the group's all gathering outside, uh, back in the maintenance room, 
Uh, I suppose Jarrell would try leading them back where we came from. Um, we're going to have to go through uh, Baronar Two Silver's quarters again, though, aren't we? Yeah, Hamlet, no, you no, no, might no, no, no. The gate, some... the gate, the gate that we had to defend was here on this side. We had to traverse those quarters to get here oh, ourselves. Oh yeah, we All right, came right? through it before the but gate. We were, but we had to try to shortcut the reinforcements to here. So they. So we did that. Gate. Okay, so we're, yes. we're just going back yes. to that gate then. Mission we just accomplished. Go to the gate. Yeah, yeah, we're yes. good. It's time to it's time to fight now. Okay. Daryl is very excited for the fighting, and he will lead everyone back to the gate. Which is it open yet? Uh, the gate in the, on this side, yes. The gates to the outside are now flung open, and these columns of angels have like taken to flight and are flying, you know, a good 30, 40 feet above the ground. Because this uh, this hallway is at least 50 feet high, if not much higher than that. It's almost a little tough to tell, um, especially what with all of these seraphim just blasted on down the hallway out to you know, uh, Lady Valen only knows where. And the dwarves also charging out that way as quickly as their stubby little dwarf legs will take them, especially with, you know, a good hundred pounds of ruck on each of their backs between weapons and spare armor and whatever other supplies and bivouacking they need. Uh, Just charging on out. Like none of it's even slowing them down, so they're all just trundling along out there. But it's it's a good little ways till you get to these gargantuan doors that uh, open out from the uh, mountainside, from uh, the uh, you know what is this east if you're facing out Arachnor. Right, of this like miles long fortress, essentially. Yes. <laughs> The uh, ultimate and final Dwarven Citadel. Right. Well, because I think, I mean, we wouldn't, I don't know if we know this as players, but like I know like in traditional lore, like Moradin had essentially built this as so it was supposed to be a home for all Dwarven kind. Um, yep. Yeah, so it's big. Uh, oh, Jarrell, yeah. Jarrell will put on the helmet, which I mean, he was probably wearing it the whole time, uh, and say, Valen, we have succeeded in not only bringing your army to the gate, but uh, bringing your uh, what fuck, um, avatar, of war. avatar of war here with us now. Do you want us to join you or should we engage in battle? We battle enough for all. Make your way back here. Wait, okay. uh, I, I, we didn't hear that. Um, uh, what, what uh, so did, did, to, did it not key properly? No, no, no. 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 We, we I hear that in my re- head. <laughs> right. Oh. This is an internal, this is, this is a, what, you know, a, a, just a, a private phone call, so to speak, right? Uh, what'd she say, what'd she say, Drell? Uh, she would like us to bring her avatar of war back to meet with her. Wait, wait, can you ask her if we have to go back through Baradar's uh, quarters? Because uh, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, sure. Uh, Jarrell goes back into his <laughs> helmet mode. Uh, do, shall we sneak back through the Baronar's quarters, or is there a quicker way to you now? I suppose you could just go from outside and just follow the wall. The lines of battle should be at least a few hundred yards away from the wall still. Uh, it seems Jar- to be more at a stalemate than a steady push towards, so you may very well have space to do it out here. And to be fair, do you really want to tempt fate twice? 
Uh, Jarrell just nods, says nothing to the group, and just goes, we're off, and starts walking towards the battle. And they, <laughs> so after a little bit, you realize that he's not walking directly into the battle, but he's following the wall of the city around <laughs> to get and the I, other way. Felix is like walking, wondering to himself, why didn't we take this way to begin with? Probably it wasn't safe. Well, yeah. With the, you know, with the lack of reinforcements, several probably. battalions yeah. of reinforcements, things were significantly hairier out here. OK, that's fair. So but there's definitely sounds of battle and things like that, like in the distance. Oh, yeah. This is a capital B battle going on out here. Hmm. Like double Boris the end walking, of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Boris is walking this path as if she is strangely familiar with it. Like she may have already snuck this through and then taken a nap in the dwarves quarters earlier. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's significantly you got here before everybody else. It is simultaneously both more and less peaceful than it was earlier, but significantly less hazardous to an individual traveler. Okay. Um. All right then. Wow. Well, I hope we make it back then to Valen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, how long hard. does it take? It's it takes some time. It's several miles like this is the Battle of Pelennor Fields, except for stretched for about five times as long just along this front between these two doors and continuing as far as the eye can see in either direction. What are we having to just nearly an infinite front? As that's the problem of the heavens is you have to just escalate and escalate and escalate for it to mean anything in a divine conflict. Well, not I to imagine. mention probably like the metaphysical forces at play and stuff too. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause like I remember Valen said she was like fighting yeah. off like almost like psychic intrusions by Vecna. Yeah. The size of this battle, the composition of this battle and the battle itself are as much metaphorical as they are actual real uh, an actual real battle it is also symbolic of the struggle between Vecna and Valen themselves and Vecna or and Valen just got a whole lot of help because things were not looking good the aerial combat look like I know you had mentioned like angels and, and like winged things like before but is that near the wall or is it still pretty much further away? It is. It's mostly further away, but there's a lot of angel traffic zooming overhead. And usually they're flying in ones, twos, and fives. Just whoosh, like booking it where all you hear is just a choom, 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 overhead as they just go blasting by at full speed. Like they, they've got a move speed of like 180 or something like that. Well, they are really some, zipping around. But out, cover. Yeah. out there, there are significantly fewer angels than of enemy flyers, but the angels are, you know, worth, you know, 10 to each one of them. So the sky gets pretty significantly black out that way, just with the amount of traffic. Oh, you guys do make your way back to the original gates from which you entered the fortress of Arachnor. Is Dr. Hines following us? I forgot what Yes, we did Dr. Hines is with the group. 
Okay, you uh, return to the original hallway. Uh, it extends, you know, relatively deep in, but it, it looks the same as the one that you were just in, further down, but more well, more lived in, more well kept. You know, there's torches along the walls, and all of them are lit, as opposed to you know every few. It's not dusty or anything like that. Uh, a lot more comings and goings, but it's um, it's also um, it's very ordered in here. Uh, you know, there are tables with uh, like higher-ranking uh, forces of angels and higher-ranking dwarves giving orders to other ones. Um, there's a few of those big tables with maps rolled out along them and a couple of daggers stuck into them for, you know, dramatic effect at various points. You know, big red X's and circles and squiggly lines denoting lines of combat and whatever else going on. Uh, Valen herself is nowhere to be found currently, at least in this room. Uh, so is there anybody that I recognize that this is the same group that was in here before? Like St. Cuthbert the Cudgel? Right. Oh, Cuthbert the Cudgel. It does smell sort of like lavender. I'm sure he's around here somewhere. Oh, Quinn loves that. Um, Yum. Jarrell will not pick out anyone in particular. Uh, but just kind of announced to the groom, I guess. Uh, I, Lord Jarrell, the light have succeeded in bringing the Valen Avatar of War here to you. Now, please, someone tell me, where is Lady Valen? The unnaturally attractive St. Cuthbert the Cudgel turns back <laughs> to you from one of the tables that he was hunched over, plucks one of the daggers out of there, and twirls back to you on a heel in, in dramatic fashion, his long blonde hair kind of doing that whole cascady slow motion thing behind him. You know, a couple of, uh, you know, very anime inspired sparkles in the air as he turns. I'm still picturing oh. the uh, handsome Squidward. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, hello there. Yeah, we can, uh, we can definitely tell that you were successful in your quest. Uh, we certainly have saw quite a bit of reinforcements just uh, start showing up uh, pretty recently. I hear the dwarves are on their way too, although they're uh, not quite as uh, fleet of foot as our uh, our forces are of wing, are they? Uh, Jarrell is just very proud of himself, kind of like puffing his chest out, like I did it. Ah, well, come now. Let's uh, take you back to the war quarters of the Lady Valen. Super excited. Strides, strides forward ahead of the party confidently, his chest just leading the way. Like, Ugh. oh, thank goodness we weren't waiting on uh, Cuthbert. Paradol, that's where we needed a, a Bing for his wiener binging on his armor. <laughs> no, wait, it's just Pregnart. Pregnart is here, and I have a, a sound effect for a boner, definitely. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, your thing still says Paradol, I forget. That's okay. But if you want him to ding, if it's a little boner ding you need, then I got you too. That's what it sounds like hitting the metal codpiece. Right. 
I'm not sure how this makes me feel. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I just like saying I like saying the phrase Stoic little boner no. little boner ding. No. <laughs> I, no, like no, yeah, I enjoy no. that much more than whatever we were talking about earlier. No, no, <laughs> Backwards like Craig. No, I don't like it. <laughs> that's well, what happens well, afterwards. That that sounds like E D. Yeah, yeah. That's the introduction to the refractory period. <laughs> Some gentlemen. So, Fran, you ready to take this over? <laughs> I mean, not right now, but uh, this Dave's, general energy is what you're about to inherit after this episode. Dave just rage quit being a DM. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not well, yet. We still oh, got one. You're oh. trapped in here with me. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I have a plan. And that's Fran saying that. Yep. I just realized that Plan and Fran rhyme. Did you? <laughs> we have a Fran. Aren't you an English teacher? You do. I have yes, a but like I, I don't know if we. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a useful <laughs> phrase as an English teacher. It's seriously. Oh yeah, but I'm. I am definitely ready to herd these fucking cats. Yeah. After this. So. Trailing in the impressive and lavender-scented wake of uh, St. Cuthbert Mm. the Cudgel, he strides confidently forward, his uh, great uh, war hammer across his back. Just striding forward, uh, leading you towards another room, towards the back of this hallway, slightly off to the right, down a set of stairs, and... uh, the end another round circular room with a dais somewhat like the uh like the forge of moradin but with no portals and no anvil and uh none of the other stuff lots of bookshelves along the wall other tables off to the side with plenty of rolled up maps and uh stacks of paper in the center another one of uh those long tables with the maps rolled out upon it the Lady Valen and a couple of high-ranking angels uh, huddled around one end, mumbling about something. The doors to the room burst open as uh, St. Cuthbert the Cudgel is the first of you to enter. Ho! I, St. Cuthbert the Cudgel, report glorious victory in the name of Lady Valen. Stolen thunder? Yep. Yeah, he defeated the that hallway sound, on the way I was over. Say, that doesn't sound very honorable of Saint. I was going to say, did he just call Lady Valen a hoe? <laughs> Not appropriate, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm we draw still the in the seat. Attempt. Rocks fall, everyone dies. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> that was so close. <laughs> Lady Valen looks up at St. Cuthbert and with very cool eyes. It's enough, Cuthbert. I know what happened. Stop with the boastful talk. God, here, go lead some battles or something. Jarrell. Come here. 
Uh, Jarrell has to refrain himself from skipping over it. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. He kneels in front of her, obviously. On your feet. We don't really have time for formalities at the moment. I, he hops I right do up. apologize. And she gestures to a red squiggly line uh, at the end of the map. One day, we were one day from all of this being over. Lord Jarrell, we owe you a debt we cannot repay. These these reinforcements have bought us time. I don't know how much time. I know how little we had. Looks like the battle can fight to a standstill for a month, maybe more. It's enough time to to buy us here, but things continue to look grim, if we're being perfectly honest. What can we do to help? That's the thing. I don't know. I'm out of ideas here. That's not good. We've got two battalions, but we're facing literally limitless forces of the undead. And for every one of ours, we they strike down. They're able to raise yet another troop. For every one of theirs, we strike down. They're able to raise yet another troop. You see how the calculus of this doesn't really benefit us in the long term. But the the power that I guess was left by the other gods, it, I mean they're all they're all gone. There is no what of the Raven Queen, what of any of the fates of the of any of the if the forces that could achieve sort of balance over all of this. Is there nothing? Has there has has nothing been able to absorb the power? Has Vecta stolen all of it? The Raven Queen remains unaccounted for. So either a third party has taken her powers, or she retains in control of her own as a third party. Regardless, she's not part of the equation. The remaining powers have more or less split half and half. For every victory I'm able to claim, Vecna claims one of his own. We'll continue to fight as a stalemate for the foreseeable future. Lord Avatar, Zero, I'd know you anywhere. Come take a look at this. Yes, milady. And he confidently strides up to the table. your accurate assessment you think how long with what we have with what they have with what they can do how long twenty six days twelve hours in between five and seven minutes depending on a few variables So, more or less what I expected. 
Can we so that's, do no that's, better? That's what we can do in war, right? Yes, milady. That's what we can do with war. War won't be enough then. Valen turns to Jarrell. We will require justice. Do you have your sword? Uh, Jarrell uh, pulls the sword out, straight in the air, glowing, I'm sure, just as awesomely as it was before. Sword of Joseph the Just. So you've taken good care of it. I have. May I? Very good care indeed. Now, for justice to be properly applied, I will need an avatar of justice as well as an avatar of war. <gasps> Pregnant <Yeah>. raises his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, Jarrell of House Passer. He's almost already kneeling by the time the full word gets out of her mouth. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's it's funny. It's also it's like it's like it's like going to church, right? Because he tried to kneel. Like, no, we don't have time for this. Okay, now kneel. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> no, up, kneel. Up, up kneel, down. Up, up down. Kneel. Up down. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Valen looks at the camera. I'm a traditional divinity, after all. <laughs> Who are you looking she at? taps the Holy Avenger on uh, on each of your shoulders. Rise, or shall I, or shall I say, ascend, Lord Jarrell, Avatar of Justice. Uh, Zach, could you do me the favor of another one of those dings? <laughs> yeah, is this a little boner ding? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> God damn it. I think it's a, a <laughs> justice boner. Yep. Like a big boner. <laughs> hey, 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 boner. It has to be coupled with a wait. Shit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it has to be coupled with a. I really hope the first one gets into a blooper reel though. <laughs> <laughs> now go forth into the fray. And if war fails us, bring ju She doesn't even make it through the word justice as the entire mountainside is rocked by a gigantic explosion. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Felix is kind of tapping his foot now. Uh Isn't it? The room has gone dark. I am under the impression that many of you can see regardless. <laughs> yeah, I do have dark vision, Dave. 60 feet. Yeah, At least 60 <laughs> feet in every... I think it's every direction, too. Well, it's whatever... No, it's not every direction. It's whatever direction you're looking in. Well, sure. So when I look there, it's there. I just want him to know that it's like every direction. I can see. It's dim light. <laughs> dim light? <laughs> Pregnard is uh, sparkling it up with his shocking grasp uh, sparkle fingers. Yep. Hedrick needs his uh, glow sticks. Mm -hmm. Something tells me that wasn't good. Does she need any more avatars? <laughs> <laughs> the room is illuminated as Lady Valen herself 
pulls a sword from a scabbard on her hip. If you thought the Holy Avenger, the sword of Joseph the Just, glowed, who doggy have you seen nothing yet? This blade of essentially pure light illuminates everything around. Well, what are you waiting for? Let's go! Uh, Jarrell has his sword back, right? Yes. Running. <laughs> Don't know yeah. where. <laughs> All right. So you guys are running towards where? The outside? No. We're following Thalen. Like, wherever the fuck she goes, let's go. She's, like, pointing with the sword that way. Yep, going that mm-hmm. way. Let's go. Absolutely. We're going. Charging ahead. Valen herself will be walking confidently from the back, but many of you also charge out front. As you reach the doors, the horror of what is outside is conveyed upon you as black inky tendrils weaving through the air are striking down angels flying just in flight. The forces uh, that were defending the Citadel are being defeated and being defeated rapidly. Some sort of large cloud is choking up from maybe a quarter mile behind the lines. A column of dark black smoke reaching towards what would be the starry heavens. Okay, yeah, maybe it's time for plan B. And what, pray tell, is that? Okay. Uh, And I look... Is, is Valen kind of looking on in horror? Is Zero recalculating the odds of success at this point? At this point, Lady Valen reaches the door. Her eyes go wide for just a moment. Oh. Oh. She looks to you. It seems the time has come a little quicker than we thought. Or won't do it. Bring us justice in this life or the next. And Valen, just from almost nowhere, snaps, sprouts the biggest, brightest, most angelic wings you ever thought possible out of her back. Launches up at like a 45 degree angle, barreling straight for whatever that cloud, that cloud of smoke is. Okay, well, we can't do that. Um, huddle up, group. Jarrell's like half gets, paying attention, watching. Parnar yeah, gets uncomfortably close to Felix. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Okay. So I had a nice little chat with Dr. Hines not long ago. And I look, he's, he's still with us, right? Yep, he's still there. And uh, Zero is no longer wearing the cloak, and his armored lab coat is just you know, flopping in the wind as it does. Because of course there's wind now. It's a dramatic time. As I was instructed by Dr. Heitz, I'm going to be as vague as possible as I describe this plan to everybody because unfortunately, if we talk about specifics, uh, it might not work ever at all. Um, But we had an idea and it involves the... Liquid that shall not be named that Boris has in their possession. And and he's just frantically, like, making the cut-it-off gesture at his neck. (laughs) I don't know how else to indicate that that, that we need to use it without calling it out. 
Then we stop indicating and we start using. Do you see what's going on out there? Uh, okay. This is going to be weird. And you have to trust me. And if it doesn't work, well, we can figure out another plan. But if it does work, um, Felix kind of trails off. You can kind of see he, he stares off for a second. Well, I might not be here when you get back. Where, where are you going to go? Uh, um, I can't tell you. I just have to show you. And I reach into, like, without like without even asking, like, into what Boris's pockets to try to find the, the, the not liquid time. Mm-hmm. Yes, Boris, you have your hand in the air. Are you looking specifically for the flask that you remember it being in last time? I'm looking for whatever you kept it in. Yes, whatever the last thing I remember you keeping it in was. Boris, you know what I'm talking about. Please, I just, I can't explain. I just have to, I just have to do it. We have to do it now. It's in the fishbowl, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) She's smiling. (laughs) (laughs) So... If you're looking for the flask, yeah, you pull it out, but it's empty. <laughs> oh, no. And I look, and as soon as I pull out the empty flask, I'm like, what did you do? What is going and on? Boris reaches into another pocket and then pulls out her hands and says, well, well, Chuck needed a water change and I didn't have anything else. And and kind of holds out the fishbowl. Time fish. <laughs> Dave, what if you does would allow me, look like right now? I was going to say, Dave, if you would allow me the uh, the the privilege of uh, just uh, taking the reins here, real quick. Okay. The only thing I want to add in is at this exact moment, every angel simultaneously drops dead. Okay, well, there's no time to explain, and I say, uh, uh, Dr. Hines, now. And he uh, he will take Wait, the... explain the fish. I want to know what the no. fish looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, audience. It is uh, me, your, your DM for the next few minutes, uh, Fran. Dr. Hines grabs the fish out of the fishbowl, swallows it whole, takes... Yuck! takes one of the um, many clocks that Felix gave him, dips it in the liquid time, pulls, somehow has the golden hammer that was used for the anvil, and then just smashes the clock. And for all of you, everything goes white. Like Like a newly dropped blanket of snow. Like I if you we'll walked into out. an ice cream sundae? I guess we'll have to... goldfish turns if it's been dead in a bowl for a while? <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out next time on the Hapless Heroes podcast. Oh, uh, no! DM change. What's up, bitches? And... I think that if my if my if my math serves us correct, this will be the last episode that we'll be releasing before the new year. Ooh. Um, as we take our How little apropos, ho- as we take our little holiday uh, break. See you next year. Don't worry, players. We are going to be recording in a couple of weeks, but uh, for the rest of you, we'll see you at the start of 2022. 
And well, I will be taking the reins into uh, as we, well, as we see what the hell this backup plan really is. Uh, but Dave, go ahead for the last time uh, yes. for this story arc. Why don't you take us out of this one? Thank yep. you for that. I got us into this mess and I'm going to walk us back out of that. If you like us, folks, we can be found on the internet against our better judgment. We're in such places as, uh, let's see, Facebook, search for the Hapless Heroes podcast, Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes. We are also on Facebook and the gram at Hapless Heroes. All of those places have some sort of sticky post, though. It'll take you to the place you really want to be, our Discord server. That's the center of our internet presence, the crown jewel, if it you would. And that's really where we would love to interact with you on a daily basis, because it's the best place to interact with us. We're growing a wonderful D&D and like-minded folks community. We would love it if you'd join us. So please, when you hear this, you know, stop on over. Yeah, get, and, on, and, get on Discord. And I us. should say, I should say, right, I should say, if you don't actually have any social media at all, we actually put the link to the Discord server in the show notes uh, for each episode as well. Ah, even better. Now, if you really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Or failing that, if your podcast service uh, doesn't allow you to leave uh, reviews of stars or words or some combination we also have a channel in that discord we were just talking about it's called five stars you can leave us a review in there now if we see it we're gonna read it we're not just gonna read it like to ourselves in the silence of our minds and souls though no 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 we will read it on air so that we can recognize you as the five star human that you are speaking of five star humans red smoke writes to us now red smoke is uh one of our patreon supporters and she says that uh, after starting a massive binge of multiple DD podcasts at the start of covid this podcast still remains the favorite i can't count how many times i've laughed with the table and side chuckled with the exasperation of the dms as the team makes choices only their characters would love all of you and thank you so much for keeping equality red smoke thank you so much for those yeah, kind yeah, words. Five stars. you're a five-star no. human Thank you keep on you keep on being a quality human. Now, do we have any one star uh, reviews to read yet? None yet. No, that's how I know we haven't made it. <laughs> you haven't well, we made it until you get haters. We need to make the channel. The haters wouldn't have made it this far. We need to make the discord channel. Yeah. The haters wouldn't have made it far enough for to hear us advertising our discord channel. Yeah, well, no, some... if we wind up getting that, you know, we should name that channel the play a hate is ball. Yeah, make it because here's the thing. The real I feel I feel like the real hater mentality would be to just listen to the most recent episode and judge it wholly on that. Not only that, join our discord, even if you hate us. Yeah. If it is, you we've, got a, we've got a channel just for you. <laughs> yeah, you can tell us how I mean, bad you take you it. Will be, too you will be relegated now. to that channel and that channel only. <laughs> I challenge you to hate me more than I already hate myself. <laughs> Ow. Oh, yeah, sorry. no, I don't I'll actually keep those want things to quiet. <laughs> I don't Did actually I just want say to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> What else can they do if they really like us, Dave? Oh, yeah. Now, if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hapless heroes. We have a variety of reward tiers, but, you know, 
you go look there on uh, at your leisure and uh, find the reward that works for you. But what we want to say is a huge thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for continuing to support this podcast and keep us independent, ad-free, sponsor-free, and just creating content directly for you, our listening audience, with no ads, no mid-roll, none of that kind of crap, because you don't want to break your immersion, and we don't want to break your immersion. Well, as I said, we do a plenty good yeah. job of breaking immersion. Um, yeah, not like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when we do it, it's classy. Yeah. yeah but just in, in just a, keep it coming so we don't have to do any sort of product placements or anything. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know... I don't. I don't want to have to go plugging the new Coke or something like that. Like shredded. Or, it's orange flavored now. Oh my God! Stop. Yeah. He just said we don't <laughs> want to do that. So, uh, but yeah, you, you, our Patreon donors, have uh, kept us ad free, and it covers all of our hosting costs, our equipment, especially as we try to lean harder into this uh, remote recording and trying to take it to the next level for you guys. Um, yeah, you're 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 keeping us running, and we we couldn't do it without you. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Our deepest gratitude. Thank you. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Load an episode of our podcast onto the device of your choice, and visit a cemetery and choose uh, the gravestone of uh, one of your deceased loved ones, or just pick one randomly if you don't know where that is, and leave leave our uh, a podcast playing for, for, the, for the dead. It's morbid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yeah, to mention, also... I feel like I should treat, uh, treat my deceased loved ones better than that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's great. No, that's not like it is. Yeah. It is. It is. Creating just, a yeah. uh, cemetery at all. That's that's fun. That's a good time. People eventually visit the cemetery, so it would be for living people too. And I don't know if a campaign that centers mostly around the undead like uprising really should be. That's also that's a good. Point. You know. Yes, friend. Now you're catching on, friend. <laughs> if I like find a fortune teller and I have her conduct a séance to get in touch with my loved ones, and then I just place the phone on the table and, and listen <laughs> that way. Ooh, that's, yes. that's a good one too. Summon my uh, summon uh, my deceased uh, grandparents to ask them if uh, it smells like up dog in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're all going to hell. Yeah, we are. And, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give hell the names of everyone who's going there, starting on my left with Pregnart, played by Zach. Uh, goodbye. To his left, we have Hedrick, the entertainer, played by Phil. It's the end of the world, and I do not feel fine. To his left, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. Goldfish. To her left, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. I've never been surrounded by so many dead angels. To his left, we have Lord Jarrell, Valen's avatar of justice, played Until by John. Time. Until next time. To his left, we have Hoblet, the Smasher, played by James. At least if I go down, it looks like I'm going down smashing. And to his left, Transitioning out of his role of player and back into the DM seat, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, 
played by Francesco. Oh, I have a plan. If that ain't ominous as hell. Well, folks, my name is Dave. I've been your host and dungeon master, and I'm so glad to be out from this side of the screen and onto the other one because I cannot wait to see what Francesco has planned for us next week on The Hapless Heroes. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.